Rebel FM episode 315. No. From, from the before time. <laughs> what? I guess that would be the before time. Yeah. No, this is the before time. That's oh, what, yeah. I mean, I think right. at that point we knew that the bad thing was coming. Oh. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, what is it actually? Sometimes. It's like, what, 3.30? No. 3.20? Closer. Somewhere in between 3.20 and 3.30. Yeah. 3.23. 3.23. 3.23. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, video games they still exist we're on the we're only no. we're only a month out from the launch of the switch really yeah damn we are yeah yeah, yeah. fuck we're only we're less than two months out from the launch of mass effect four i think or no sorry 48 no. days or something like that <laughs> it's not technically mass effect four it's mass it's effect mass effect four um it is the fourth mass effect game yeah uh, let's see. There's a lot of other things coming out too. We were just talking about it. There's a uh, lot. Ghost of Recon is coming out. Horizon yes. Zero Dawn. Horizon. Oh yeah. Horizon the Western Zero release Dawn. of Persona Five. Which I didn't realize that Horizon is functionally Monster Hunter. Uh huh. I don't actually. That's the thing. Everyone was talking about how excited they were for that game based on like very early footage, and I was like, I still have no idea what the actual game is. Like it's Monster Hunter, basically, is what with, it sounds like. Probably with less, like animation priority controls and a lot more like actiony i don't know i i don't i i don't think i've read preview coverage from someone who di- didn't actually who played it who didn't like monster hunter or games like that i so, see uh i don't know i'll be I, curious my my thing is that i think gorilla are immensely technically talented they've never made a good game that you mean their systems haven't always been the most fun to yeah, like, they're, they're like, loops. Arthur's saying the fun factor has never been that great, but visually you've always been like, man, yeah, no, how the like, fuck did you like, do that? They've been they've had astounding tech, but like none of the Killzone games are very good. Yeah. I'm sorry for people who really have convinced themselves that Killzone Two is good. Killzone Two, I thought was good at the time. I think Killzone then, Two was surprisingly not terrible. Yeah, but I also thought like shooters like Area Fifty One on Xbox and PS Two were good. And going back and playing those, it's like, oh man, that is just trash from a fire. Like what just about Area Fifty One Black Site. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, that's that's three sixty. That was Harvey Smith's game before he joined. Oh, not Black Site. Sorry, I'm talking about Area Fifty One on PS2 and Xbox. Yeah, there was that had that. like David Duchovny, I think. Yes, it did. As and an Man- alien. Man- no, yeah. David Duchovny. Oh, was Marilyn Manson was the alien. Marilyn Manson was the alien. That's right. Fuck sick. I because I I, I have my old consoles hooked up in the garage, so I have been playing old games. Like last <laughs> night, I started getting back into Space Marine. That game, first off, the character models in that game still, still look, really good. Still really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Like I was surprised how good they look. And uh, that game looked great on PC. It and, looked kind of assy on three sixty. Yeah, like the character model looks good on three sixty, but the whole environment is just like really it's rough. It's like five forty p or something. Yeah, it's, it's way under. It's really rough. But that game really does nail like the feeling of forty k, like in a way that only other relic games ever have. Like you know, like. They're a very, very talented team who knows. And it's, a, and it's just like such a weird thing. Like I've been playing, like I tried that 40K Battlefield type game recently that came out. It was dog uh, shit. Um, the the one that came out Eternal something, Eternal Crusade. And where do you remember 40K Eternal Crusade? It was like, it was kind of like Battlefield. Like there was vehicles, you could spawn in vehicles, there was oh, really? classes. Wow, I, I, didn't well, I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So. It was just another one of those 40K games that came out. I mean, the, the, the other one, there's a Left 4 Dead one. Right. But, so uh, that one, came, the Space one Hulk. just came out. Space yeah, Hulk. Space and, Hulk. I, and I have heard very good things about that either. Have um, not. Haven't? Have not. Okay. No, that's from the I Divine Cybermancy people. Okay, look, people make bad games until they make good games. It's true. 
Uh, and sometimes we make good games until they make bad games. Um, so yeah, it could be excellent. I haven't heard good things about it. And then it's just like you go back and play this, and you're like, man, this game was fucking good. Like even the multiplayer in that game was fun. Like it wasn't the reason to buy that game, but it was fun in the way like Assassin's Creed multiplayer was fun. Like when you played it, you were like, oh, this is surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was I won't competent. play this instead of something else, but it's surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, and that game is just still really fucking excellent. Like man. Like everyone should stop making 40k games and just let them get back to it. Like, yeah, well, I never they got are. that far into it, honestly. Yeah, I, I just think it, seeing that game in Vancouver twice. I just think it has the same sort of gameplay loop as Doom, in the sense that I mean, you literally get health and stuff by doing an execute on people. That's how you right. get health. Yeah, and so that it is the same thing where you're just like. You know, they throw 40 dudes at you once or something. You just run in there fucking chunking them. And it's not something you play like Ninja Gaiden or something where you're trying to be so precise with your dodges because you're so skilled. You're supposed to go hard. It is somewhere between a a more hardcore character action game like God of War, which I think takes a lot more skill, and Dynasty Warriors. It is somewhere in between there. All right. It's just my God of War and Gears of War. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, It's, it's a little mindless with attack and slash. But yeah, then it totally, you can play like gears. Like the cool thing about the game was always shooting to close the gap and then immediately switching to melee. The chainsword. Yeah. Tearing people the apart. Chainsword. And really good time slow motion. Like, man, the combat in that game just feels really, really impactful. Really excellent. Yeah. Yes. Like in the way you get covered in blood and stuff like, and just the way everyone reveres you as a space Marine. It's, it totally is like. It's the closest I've played modern games. I was thinking about playing a game where I feel like I'm a knight or something like that. Like no one's ever really made a game set in medieval times. It's like a big like. I mean, to be fair, something like Witcher is like that. But Witcher, you're not like that. You're like someone that everyone kind of loathes. It's, he's like an outsider. Yeah, everyone kind of loathes, even though they like him. Like they're like, we need you, but we also kind of want you to get the fuck out as soon as you're done. In this game, you are like 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 I said, you've never played a game. I think like a modern game where you've been like a knight and everyone's like, oh my lord. You're, you're, it's an honor for you to be here, you know? Like, it's just, like, weird to play. And you're like, hello, yes, I'm here to do my thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, we're here to kill the aliens and purge the heretics. So, um, now that game's still really good. Uh, but I actually, uh, only, I've been playing a lot of Dota with you guys. That's been happening a lot more. Yeah. It's funny that, like, my just calibration for a lot of Dota is totally broken. Yeah. Like I played like oh. six games of Dota. That's like four hours of Dota, and I'm like, so you played a couple of games? Yeah. yeah, that's true. I with the gaming time that I had, I a lot of it was spent in Dota. Yeah, I sure. should clarify. Yeah, um, you know, because that's normal. That's no, what you're doing is normal. I've also been putting it still into Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare too. That's like I my. I think you love that game. It is still Even now a year later. It has still got full matches every time I play it. So there's still enough people playing that game. And they now they've added so many weekly events. They added a, an event the other like a few months ago that was cats versus dinosaurs, where it was all mechs. So you were in things. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. You were in like the new I, assets and everything. New assets. Yeah, you were in these. You were in these floating, uh, levitating cat robots on the zombie side, and then the dinosaurs looked like Dinobots from uh, fucking Transformers, <laughs> okay. and it was a weird, like almost like World of Tank style dodge behind cover get little chip hits in and stuff huh team battle that you do for like the currency in that game because there's a couple classes in that game that you can only unlock by playing and doing crazy shit like when you see someone with a couple of classes you're like holy fuck 
you are like Neo in the Matrix. Like you've played way too much of this game. <laughs> so, and I say that as someone who has well over 200 hours or something like that in that game. So, the game, yeah. And like I said, they add new modes all the time. Like they added a custom one. Are they, temp- are they, te- are they temporary? Or they're they- always temporary. Yeah. Okay. And if you participate in the level that you participate in, it's a community unlocks chests for you to get stuff mm-hmm. and your participation that determines which of the community chests that have been unlocked. Like they've kind of taken a little bit of that Dota model in the sense that it's like, Community contributions help towards the overall goal, yeah. And your participation in it decides where your goals, where your rewards within that. Yeah, go. it kind of feels to me like they've started treating it like a free to play game. At this point, uh, yeah, because it is kind of a free to play game. Because if you pay for EA access, you get it. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Be, Did that help the player population? It might have actually, because for a while there, I was seeing the end. I was like, oh yeah there's like a month left in this game and then the population's going to be gone and now that you say that arthur i was like now it's bounced back and i was like i have no idea why because it's on that EA access yeah. makes a lot more sense so <laughs> yeah if you have yeah i bet you they push the microtransactions a lot more now than they did a couple months ago yes in the sense that they have introduced a ton more card packs and you can buy coins so yeah like if you want to just They've added straight up things where you can just buy characters, which they've never had with coin packs. Like you've always been able to buy random characters, but not buy a specific one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Arthur's probably right. Um, and they've and they linked reward bonuses to their mobile game as well. To this, where if you played the mobile game, you got certain in-game things. And so it's like they're very so smart with the cross. So you can you can keep on grinding even <laughs> when you're away from your console. So it's just like I don't know, man. That game's still really smart, really good. So yeah, that's that's why I haven't. When I say a little bit of Dota, it's because I I also spread my my time out. Yeah. Among all these other things, and I've been meaning to. Uh, I don't know. There's been stuff I've been meaning to dive to, but I've I've kind of felt like there's a little bit of a lull. Like we're in a very small, quiet period. I feel that way. Someone in Arthur's position probably does not feel that way. Yeah, no, we're in a lull. I mean, it's about to end. There, there's also there. Yeah, there's like genre specific games out right now. Yeah. Or or are coming out. Yeah, like. Um, like, I don't know Yakuza, which I'm, oh yeah, I, Yakuza just came out. I've never been that interested in those games, even though I've I been told Yakuza, I would like them. Yakuza is a niche game; like that's not that's not a big release. No, I agree. But I, so I, I put about I would say like 15 hours into it, maybe uh, maybe uh-huh. maybe less. Is than it a that. remake of the original? Is no, that so that that's, cool, that like, that yeah. one's coming out soon. Oh, okay, so this one takes place. So I have I've never played any of the other games. Um, yeah. I just had to jump in because it was like, it's about the characters, but before. So I'm assuming like they're doing some of the introductions, like how they met before the other games, but I don't recognize any of that. Um, the That game surprisingly is a lot of talking. There's like, there's the, like, there's a ton of cutscenes. Yeah, I've been told that game is like, that lineage of that game is closer related to something like Shenmue. Like, people are like, you know, because Shenmue is like yes. a lot of talking to people and a lot of... Yes. It, it is very much like a Japanese drama about the about the Yakuza. Uh-huh. And so, a lot like, a lot of times it's like, hey, come meet me at the like at this restaurant or at this, like, or the store. And then, like, you'll spend time just talking to this person. And maybe they'll have you go off and do something. But it's like, ends up being more talking than fighting or, like, yeah, brawling. I mean, that's, how, that's how it was in Shenmue, too. Like, Shenmue, you spent most of your time doing mini games to earn money or talking to people because you had to talk to enough people in town to figure out who knew about the guy that they had seen do something yeah. bad. This is a little bit more linear than that. Okay. Um, because they very clearly tell you where to go for most things. Right. Um, and then the actual, 
and then there's like some, some you'll run into side stories for um there's two characters that you play um and I, I, I don't remember their names uh uh that's okay yakuza one yakuza two uh it, one of the one of them one of them was a zombie yakuza i, I think at some point yeah there was a zombie yakuza i don't remember which what the name was because it's yakuza In, anyway uh i mean i'm I know you tried to get into these games. I bought one. I never played it. You played like 15 minutes because I was in the room while you did it. And uh, it seemed so dense that you stopped, which surprised me because these are the spiritual successor to Shenmue. Yeah, that's that's what I've always been told. And yeah. I was like, and I liked Shenmue too. Yeah. The, the, I think I think this is a perfect like jumping on point. Like it takes place in the 80s um, in, in Osaka. Um, so it's like the basically like Las Vegas of of i guess japan during that time wherein like the yakuza are one of the two stories before i think they're going to merge at some point is about real estate and like buying up real estate in this area and like trying to control it uh so it's all about like it's the entire first act is about the the acquisition of this empty lot (laughs) and that they i'm very crime like crime lord life is actually kind of boring yeah but like the, the, a murder took place, like your your character. This happens in like the first a little bit of the game. So spoilers, jump ahead like ten seconds. Your character is framed for murder on that lot. So it, like they they're trying to like distract them, and he wants to get out and find out who does it. And like there's a power struggle within the yakuza. Right, I've seen a little bit of it on the giant bone quick look. Yes. So then what, what that quick didn't show is that there's a second character that you play as, mm. um, and that one is about uh, he is a the manager of a club. Like a, like a nightclub or like an, or a hostess club, um, and that one is just, and that one is just as fascinating for different reasons. The both characters have been like uh, exiled or like thrown out of the yakuza, which is relatively rare because mm-hmm. um, you either you yeah, die. Like, you die or or you have to like make a massive sacrifice or something. Um, so it's about each of these characters and their perspective lives and what they're doing, and I, it's all kind of like leading to where they'll like meet up. I think. Um, but like the stories are really cool. I think that the, both of the characters are like, they're, they're criminals, but they're not bad people. Um, well, it's not uncommon for things nowadays to make us. Yeah. Where, where it's like, they're doing, they're doing, I mean, they're being the shit out of people, but they're doing good things where it's like, they, they generally care about people and their, their friends and family. Uh, well, they don't really have family. Both of them, I think are, are orphans. Hmm. Um, um, the cuts, the, the game looks amazing. Like it's just dense and there's like a lot of people going on. So it, when you like, what is the general flow of it? It's not an open world at all. So there, there's an open area and I, I and it's not very large, but it is dense. Um, and that's how, that's how Shenmue was. Shenmue yeah. was not open world. It was like, you would go to town and there'd be a couple streets in town. You could walk yes. around and, so be like and talk fable. to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you are usually have a main task and it will literally be like, it will put like, here's your goal and like flash it on screen, like full letters. And then, uh, you'll go do there and you can see side quests. You'll run into like random thugs or, uh, Yakuza, other Yakuza or some on the street. And then you, get, you basically have an encounter. Um, and then, and then you go on to the next one, uh, or you'll go on to there or like you can go to shops and there's, uh, restaurants. Do you and- kill people? Uh no, you beat the holy shit out of people. You okay. do. You beat the ever living shit. Like you'll like punt someone, they'll go flying. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I just wasn't sure how Yakuza got, like, in the sense that it was, like, am I going to, like, fucking just, like, execute someone to kick their body in the trench or something like that? No, I mean, like, the, one of the characters, this thing is he's, like, he's never killed anyone, so he's he's very much, the, there's a whole thing, like, a long cutscene about how it gets to you and it stays with you the rest of your life. So it's a very big, okay, very big moment. Um, But the combat's, the combat's not, the combat's not something like D- uh, DMC or like uh, or flow. Like right. it, it very much has a pace to it. Yeah, they uh, always seemed like they were more like Tekken or something like that to me. Like, yes, it's a little God handy. Yes, I, I've never played God hand, but in terms of like their stance, there's different like different fight, three different fighting styles for each uh, character, character, um, and then with that, like one is fast, one is. Uh, more combo based like in terms of you can like link stuff together um and then each of those has its own basically think like final fantasy tech tree uh, where you can like get more health or you can un- unlock new moves okay or build meter faster uh sounds more like batman in a way but yeah obviously but but but, but but much more, more like based. deliberate like where yeah. like Batman, you can, I think you could kind of like break out of an animation if you needed to and to dodge, whereas this, you can't always do that. Yeah. Um, it really does sound, sh- everything you're saying sounds like Shenmue. That's yeah. the way Shenmue was too. Yeah. Uh, I, the voice casting is great. They have a couple different styles of cutscene, which are really interesting. They have like the fully, like I think like pre-rendered ones, which are just videos. I think they have some in-engine ones where like they're standing around and talking. Right. And then there's some which are in-engine or maybe and they've only done it a couple times where neither of the characters mouths are animating which is was i think in the quick quick look that you saw um and but you're still getting vo from each of those characters yeah. and like they're talking but they're not the mouths aren't moving yeah um and it it, it seems like it's like it's by choice maybe hmm. like it seems like a style like a stylistic choice um but just because that game has a massive amount of dialogue, like people yeah. are always talking. Um, but like some of the side quests are really fun. You, uh, my favorite one in particular is you are going to uh, like a like a general store, I guess, that has like a bunch of different stuff. And there's a line of people waiting outside, uh, waiting for a new game, like a midnight release for a game. And there's a kid at the very end who's like, "Yeah, I saved a bunch of money." Uh, it's like to get this game and then you go in the store because you're picking up something else and you come back out uh, and you see him get like basically robbed of the game by someone and you're like alright I'll help you so you go chase down this punk you beat him up but when you, re- when you run up on before, before as you run up like someone else runs away and then you realize that he he tells you like oh yeah some, some other dude just stole it from me so that happens three times and he basically comes back around and there's a cute moment where it reveals like the last person who the last person who has the game is, and like your character has to like not make a choice, but like it's just a, it's a cute resolution to the story. Hmm. Uh, and it, they're just fun and funny. Like the is that optional too? Like you yeah. don't have to do that. Yeah, it's a side quest. Hmm. Uh, and like I would say the ma- the main story is pretty serious, but all the side stuff is like super silly. It's Shenmue. Yeah, <laughs> like Shenmue is about trying to find the person who killed your dad. This is about a serious crime story, but also video games. Yeah. <laughs> and chickens that run businesses. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think you can have, like, a chicken as, like, the front desk person at one of your fronts. I, I, I haven't got so I haven't, I haven't got to that part yet, because they're supposed to be, like, a real estate. I think there's screenshots of it out there, just, like, the chicken at the desk or yeah. whatever. It, the game is real 
it's real Japanese. silly. It's very, it's extremely Japanese. Uh, you should, yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff where it like you pretend to be a girl's boyfriend to like meet her dad, um, and she was like, yeah, I described him, and your character has an eye patch as a tall, scary man with a ponytail and an eye patch. And he was like, well, that's oddly specific, and he's like. In, and, and you and you go on this date and you have to like remember all these details about her that she like quickly explains to you right before the date. It's very silly, um, but I, I I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it's cute how the little icon of the PS4 Pro on the rest mode warning is a PS4 Pro that they updated the OS to show the yeah. correct. I mean, I should realize you have a PS4 Pro. I just didn't know you had a PS4 Pro. So I wrote a not quite review of it. Yeah, I don't know. That's one of those things that I never ended up picking up. Do you have one too, James? I do not. I have a okay. regular PS4. Yeah, I just haven't. I just, I don't know. Um, the Scorpio's one I'm tentatively interested in, but I don't have one. a 4K TV yet. So a 4K or HDR TV. So th- the prices did not drop the way that I expected after CES. The experts were wrong again. First the election, now this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the one, this one. Uh, has come down quite a bit and stayed low and is still something that I would recommend. Oh, your TV, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, uh, every once in a while, even just like a regular LED TV, like occasionally I'll see a price and I'll be like, it'll be like 55 inches or 300 bucks for this LED. Oh, those are pieces of shit, though. Totally, but Mm. I'm just saying that it just still, there's still a little bit of me that just thinks about 10 years ago when I bought my first HD TV for like $350 and it was 19 inches or something, you know? It was 27. Okay. And it's just like, and so it's just like when I think about that, I'm just like, wow! Like you, hilariously, price- you got it at the same time you got your Wii U, or your Wii. And my Wii, yeah, yeah. Which is like that's a funny uh, thing to put on. Goodness your TV. for my HD TV. <laughs> nah. And then you had to find component cables, which we got from a third party manufacturer. Yeah, just, Penguin. Yep, I think. Just so you don't get a bunch of tweets, that's the TV that you have is this Samsung K. KS8000. KS8000. Which a number of other people in the industry have bought after I've been I've talked about it. It is a very like it. pretty machine. It's very nice looking. The only real problem with it is that the viewing angles aren't as good as like an OLED. But yeah. most of the LED HD TVs and 4K TVs don't have great, like amazing viewing angles. Hmm. Uh, that was it for me. Oh, I, I just played a bunch of Yakuza. And some Dota. Did you play any Dota? Actually? I played a little bit of Dota. Uh, I played some. We played Dark Moon. Then we, we did, which I think we talked about last week. Was it out last week? Yeah. Okay. It had just come out. Yeah. Oh week. yeah, you, you were playing it when I came over. Um, they added more characters. They added yeah another twelve characters or whatever, like fifteen. I think there's it's up to thirty or something. I don't. I don't think it's that much. I thought it was like I thought they added like twelve more. Unless I've missed another round. I mean, it started with fifteen. Yeah, I thought they only added like six more. Uh, I think that they added more than that. Okay. But either way, they added more characters and they keep tweaking it. And it's fun. I I mean, I should try to play a little bit this weekend because it goes away on Monday. Wait, really? Yeah. To the 7th. That's when it ends. Seems quick. It's a, it's a Chinese New Year thing. I know, but it's like a, around the battle pass and everything else. Like, Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll do another event or something. Probably but, not. It seems like the Reborn client allows them to do that stuff. Like, this seems like the cleanest new map that they put out. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, like, well, relatively small patch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was going to say something and totally spaced on it. I don't know. Uh, it's fun. Um, 
I'm not as obsessed with it as some people, but it's just like a, a fun little distraction to sort of like grind hats. Yeah, and just they've changed the abilities of some heroes. Like to do different stuff. Like Treant is different in that mode than he is in normal Dota. Yeah, That's his, weird. they moved his ult to W to his Q. Yeah, and then gave his yes, he was really yeah. Oh, okay. Which I, I, has like a cooldown, like a normal stun, right? Right? Instead right. of having like a minute and a yeah. half, two minute cooldown. And now his ult gives him like a bunch of extra thing, and he gets just we get. It a makes ton of him extra gigantic and gives him move speed of 150, which is a third of what his move speed would be in normal form. And he gets like a bunch of extra strength, like yeah. or his hmm. primary and attribute regen and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which allows him to get more health and more damage. But he so, just can't really move very far. He becomes an ent. Yeah, like a you, full on ent. Basically, you drop him in the middle of like a giant wave of enemies, and he just sits there and tanks it, <laughs> and like everyone they, else DPSs. They just added Legion Commander to the mode, and her ult is dual. But mm-hmm. in this mode, they've changed it to arena, which is like this giant circular radius around you where everybody gets like a bunch of extra life steal and damage. Oh, that's pretty cool. But you don't, there's no like stacking bonus damage. No, which mm-hmm. makes her an interesting character. But I don't know. It's just interesting to experiment and, and see what happens in that <laughs> mode. So, uh, but most of my time has been spent playing Nio or Neo or whatever the hell you'd want to call it. Mm. Yeah, I thought this was a grasshopper game. I didn't realize I was so wrong. No, uh, this is a... Mostly because I heard people talking about Bayonetta and stuff, and I was like, oh, is it like... I thought it was one of their games. No, it's it's from Team Ninja. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Team Ninja, formerly of Ninja Gaiden fame and now Infamy, because no one left it to Team Ninja knows how to make a Ninja Gaiden game anymore. Um, Pretty much since Black. uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 was the last decent Ninja Gaiden game and everything since then has been bad. Um, but yeah, uh, it is Samurai Gaiden Souls, mm-hmm. basically. Like, it's not it's not a ninja game. Uh, it is much more samurai in its pacing and its sort of approach than Ninja Gaiden was. Uh, it mixes Demons and Dark Souls with a little bit of Ninja Gaiden sensibility and Diablo. How, how does the Diablo... Uh, it's loot. Ah. Well... Like, colored, adjectived, special ability loot that drops fairly frequently. Okay, so it's like you, you're getting constant upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I like that this game does... Is there trash mobs, though? Like... There's I, there's not, but like stuff drops from lots of enemies. Okay. Um, and you you go through the same spaces over and over again because you get killed at the drop of a goddamn hat. Um, Is there when, like a souls mechanic where you drop your souls? Or yeah. Anything? So the the souls in this are called Amrita, which is a story word that doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, it's a current. It's a there are two currencies. There's silver, which you can use to buy stuff, and there's this Amrita, which is used to level up. So like um, souls and so it's like souls. Yeah. Uh, or like yellow essence, I guess, or whatever, and Ninja Gaiden, or whatever, in any other game. Yeah. Uh, so, as a Souls, when you die, you keep your levels, you keep your equipment, but you drop all your Emrita. Uh, and if you go back to where you died before, then you can get it all back. But if you die before you can get to it, then you lose it. Yeah. And this is tied with this sort of guardian spirit mechanic where you have a guardian spirit that lives inside your weapon and when it fills up this meter you can use it as an attack and do more damage which you saw when you were playing a little bit uh if you die that spirit drops with your corpse 
That's like a dragon looking thing. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to go and get it back or at a shrine, you can call it back, which destroys your corpse and all the Amrita and brings it back and puts it back in your weapon. So that, that but that, that only re-enables you to do the, like all the, the guardian spirits and, whatever, yeah. and the bonuses that you get for having it because there right. are specific like passive bonuses that okay. you get because there are three different spirits. Um, so Phil and I are co-reviewing this because Phil really likes dark and demon souls. Clearly, if you know anything about Phil whatsoever, and he also likes Diablo, whereas I am pretty ambivalent about the souls games on a good day, but really like Ninja Gaiden and Diablo. So we both like Diablo and I like Ninja Gaiden and he likes Dark Souls. So it seemed like a good fit for us to sort of approach it from our different areas and have our little overlap in the middle. Um, Phil said that it's the hardest game he can ever remember reviewing. Wow. And Phil has reviewed basically every Souls game. Uh, And I'm having a hard time remembering a game that I had as much trouble with. I think I died more in Ori but the death loop is very fast in order. Yeah. Like you die and you're back to a checkpoint and you do that part over again very quickly. Right. Whereas this makes you sort of crawl back through an, an area over and over again until you figure it out. Yeah. Um, and so in its basic structure, it is very souls like with the whole, the Amrita thing. Um, it's controls are closer to Ninja Gaiden. Like they feel, they feel tighter than I would say a dark souls game. Like we're, I don't think Souls games are like loose, but it doesn't feel like as heavy as they do. I think that there are two kinds of sort of Japanese action game. If you want to like get very simplistic on the one side, you have Bayonetta and Ninja Gaiden and arcade action games. And on the other, you have stuff like Monster Hunter and the Souls games. The animation priority games. Like where you commit to a move and you're stuck in it forever. Yeah. Um, and generally those are 30 FPS games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the other end, you have 60 FPS action games, like even vanquish. I would sort of put yeah, in the same category, um, like vanquish and Bayonetta and Ninja Gaiden, stuff like that. Like stuff that controls more like a fighting game yeah. than a monster hunter game. And this airs more towards that. Yeah. But there's also a stamina bar that seriously limits what you can do. Does it affect your blocking and stuff too? Yes. Like, okay. Um, depending on your stance, like there are combat stances uh, for every weapon. Like there's a high medium and low stance, like right. medium is a sort of default. Um, and also there's like a quirk that you can get an ability that gives you Ijatsu, I think, which is when your weapon is sheathed, the first attack out of the scabbard does additional damage. And so there's a button to sheathe your weapon. So, uh, so all of that stuff controls more like Ninja Gaiden, but with the added risk reward sort of loop of having a stamina bar, uh, which is called key. Uh, and the, the wrinkle there is that when you do a move, you use key, but there's this recovery point after you do a move or a combo where if you tap the right bumper at exactly the right moment, it flashes, it does a key pulse and your key refills faster than it would. So it's almost like an active reload for your yeah, stamina. Yeah, that is very, very apt. Yeah. So you're like, bam, bam, I'm using my key, key, key. Save some. Like, yeah, like. exactly. And also there are there are demon enemies in it called yokai. Okay. Um, and I've they can... Yokai watch. Yeah. Well, yo, I mean, it's yokai is like, is like a... 
an object spirit, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, or like a, a spirit that possesses a, a thing. Okay. Um, and they'll put down these like little fields that drain or prevent your key from recharging as fast. And if you'd key pulse within them, then it clears them. And so that has a negative effect on, on yokai enemies. <laughs> and so it adds this new sort of wrinkle because it takes a split second to do that. And you need to wait to the right moment to do that. So you can either say, get in two slashes, hit the key pulse and try to get away or hit two slashes and dodge out of the way. And you won't get your key back as fast and you have to wait longer to attack or otherwise you risk depleting your stamina and not being able to dodge block or attack. That, I think that's uh, at least kind of interesting when it, cause it gives you a choice of how you want to play. Cause if you like, if you want to play aggressive, I guess you would go for the key pulse all the time. I, I, uh, more aggressive. If you want a sense of mastery and expertise, then you would go aggressive yeah. and use the key pulse. If you want to be careful, then you do a couple of attacks, maybe get a key pulse every now and again. This and out? Things. It's out next week. Okay. The embargo is tomorrow or tonight at like midnight. Probably. Okay. Um, it sounds very difficult. It is extremely. Sounds difficult. like a lot to think about when you're in a battle. Not to mention, and there, maintaining there are also lots of different weapons, and you can fast switch between a pair of weapons, which is good because you can't pause the game. So when uh, you use the healing item or anything, it's all real time. Yep. Okay. Very uh, and when you're looking at items, it needs to be somewhere where you're safe. Uh, and like even hitting the guide button doesn't pause it. Like the home button. Is it a? Uh, is it soulsy in the sense that like uh, got it? I hate that term, but is it is it a? Uh, like, is there are there safe areas that you go to? Yeah, there like, are shrines. Uh, right. And when you go to a shrine and pray at it, it gives you all of your healing items back and respawns every enemy. Got it. That's the other thing I was going to ask is like dying and all that reset spawns and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's always you're going to fight your way back to where you were. Yeah, which is like a, like a part of the Souls games of like totally, you, yeah, yeah. it's how you grind and like you need to like if you want to like all right, well I'm under leveled or like I need to boost this stat or whatever, then you commence the grind. Yeah, except in this game though, you're not just grinding for the Amrita, you're also grinding for loot drops. And so you're grinding for loot drops, but also the more you use a weapon, the higher your familiarity with that weapon becomes, and the more effective it becomes. And not just weapon classes, but specific items have familiarity. So in theory, getting up to the boss and dying has some value, because as you grind back, you're getting some weapon familiarity. Theoretically, it could, yeah. Yeah. But also, also the boss that you had me try, or I asked to try because was taking like and uh, seven minutes for the first phase so let me let me get to that part so some of the things that this differs from demons and dark souls is that demon souls and dark souls are one sort of contingent world yeah where you go from space to space and like there's sort of travel points to get from one to another quickly and and, and they loop back on each other and they loop back on each other uh this is broken into levels ah uh but the levels have fallback points that like you'll let's say you go a little bit of the way in on on your left there's a door you try to open it it's locked yeah and it can only be open from the other side so that means that once you get to that point you now can you unlock the door and yeah. then go through it right would that also create a shortcut like if you died and you're like fuck i have to get back to where i was oh now i have the shortcut because i unlocked yes. that shortcut okay um but the levels are pretty small comparatively speaking they seem big because you will die over and over again yeah and just sort of drag and grind your way through it because you have to play it slowly because if you don't you will die right because even the common enemies are a threat 
Yes. Uh, in, in much the same way that Ninja Gaiden common enemies were a threat. Like, the brown ninjas, if you let them at any point, would kill you. Like, they might not kill you as fast as the white ninjas or the black ninjas, but they will fucking kill you. Right. And in this, like, even a simple yokai with, like, a pickaxe will fuck you up if, if you give it a chance. More so than demons or Dark Souls. Like, there are enemies that will chip away at you. There are enemies that will very slowly wind up on you and kill you. But these... I've, it's far less forgiving of of error or or anything that isn't deliberate. I I wouldn't necessarily agree with that because I there are early enemies like the earliest enemies in Dark Souls yes but I would say anything past the first two areas can could kill you in a couple of hits you just you just know how to dodge them at that point like the first or second enemy you encountered took you to half health that's true but I also didn't know the patterns. Yeah, and I think that so in the game there are human enemies and yokai enemies, and the yokai are much more pattern dependent in that like if you don't learn their pattern, they'll just kill you. Yeah. Um, which in my opinion makes it less fun because it's just waiting for them to do a thing. Like that is not Yeah. I don't find that particularly satisfying. I don't find it find waiting around and chipping something down or even like waiting for that first weakness to appear to cut something down and recharge my key. I don't find that particularly uh, entertaining. Like, whereas with the human enemies, there's much more of that sort of like immediate violence. Um, similar to the way that it was in Ninja Gaiden, like a Ninja Gaiden didn't have a health, like a, a stamina meter. So it was always just like fast, fast, fast all the time. Yeah. Um, and nothing in this is quite like that, but there are moments with human enemies where it gets to that point. Yeah. Um, and there are definitely human enemies that will just fucking destroy you if you give them half a chance, which is why I use a matchlock rifle to blow their head off from a distance. Uh, so there are some ranged a little bit. Yeah. There, so there are several ranged ranged weapon types. There's the bow, uh, but they're not like a primary weapon necessarily. No, but they do have affinity and okay. they do have like one of the skills that the, one of your stats that you level up affects them. Um, and so there are hand cannons and rifles and bows, uh, and you get different anim- an- ammo for each, but when you die, you don't get back the ammo that you expended and so, or the items you expended. And so when you get to bosses, which can take 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, like of just slow chipping damage, uh, if you succumb to the temptation to use your items to try to get through it faster, if you don't succeed, you wasted all of that shit. Which, yeah, which is similar to the Souls, the Souls game. Like with... Um like pine resins and stuff like that. Like that, that's relatively, and it's also, so I, I also don't know cause I haven't played the game that like some, some things may, there may be a trick or you may, you may have, you may build a character wrong. And th- that's something that those games just have. Like if you are dumping stuff into faith and you're not using the right weapon or the right spells, then there's a respec item in this that's like 10,000 silver, which sounds like a lot. But honestly, I'm just like sitting on 100,000 silver and never spend any of it. Yeah. So is it a, is there any sort of the social aspect of Souls in this So there is a multiplayer component, like a cooperative multiplayer component. So that's the synchronous multiplayer element. Like you can have someone else in your game. And apparently the game is significantly easier playing co-op, which is what Phil told me just sure. a few minutes ago. Um, but also, as you're playing through, if you die that may propagate itself into someone else's game as a revenant. Like, 
What's Revenant? It's a ghost. Okay. It's your ghost with your equipment and weapon at the time. And so when you get to see that in the it? game, you can hover over it and elect to raise it and fight it. And it will give you something? And it will give you the gear that that person had when they Oh, that's cool. That's that's a that's a that's neat, pretty neat. It's a neat feature. I like. The and you can point. see like their level and their their name. And like early on when I was playing, I was like, "Oh, this is just like a normal name." And later, it's like, "Oh, that has a 420 in it. <laughs> this is some fucking idiot." Or this is like PSNLifestyle.net or something. And it's like, "Oh, okay, so I'm these are actually people then." Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless the development team just had the, the sense of humor to put that in the game. I I think that's that's actually like a. A relatively good way to do like the invasion stuff from souls without it being like totally fucking obnoxious well, well, into it, well like, nice. yeah you have to opt into it like without it being like well you could you could uh reignite the fire or whatever it was called like you could uh be a human or like or whatever whatever it was in souls the name because i know it's not coming to my mind like you you made that choice but it also affected your stats like if like if you weren't um kindled then you would have maybe less health i think it was where this is a, a, more, a little bit more interesting, where you can, hey, someone died. Maybe you can choose to fight their stuff to get some more loot. Yeah, and it's it's strictly elective. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. That is nice. Um, and uh, there are there are good ideas in this game, like the weapon affinity system. Like I like that. I like that there is a give and take between the familiar weapon that you have and how much more powerful the new weapon could be if you use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are ways to sort of transfer the spirit of one weapon to another. I think like all the crafting in this game is extremely opaque. And in that way, it's very much like dark soul or very much like demon souls. Like dark souls, I think was more queer over time because people sort of decoded it. Uh, yeah. Playing a game like that before it's been decoded is daunting. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, and so like the crafting is extremely opaque. And the way that you sort of reforge weapons and transfer spirits and things like that is extremely difficult to comprehend for me. Um, But there are moments where it was funny watching James play for just a minute because the first enemy that he fought, he was like, I don't like the way that this feels. I don't like the, the the weapon contact. And I was like, I love the weapon contact because there's this sense of impact. So I, I didn't feel that impact. Like I thought it didn't feel like that way at all where it's, it the like the Souls games. I I like when it did, they didn't have enough reaction. Like the, the, there wasn't enough. There's not like they're not like throwing their arms and falling backwards. Uh, that's not necessarily like what would happen, but there, w- there would be like a reaction of like you hit someone and they're like they would like either wobble or jerk back. And and there was a little bit. It just didn't. F- there wasn't. I it was I also a skeleton. It was a yokai enemy, not a human yeah. enemy. Like I could have walked you over to some human enemies that would have reacted a little differently. Oh, you're talking. Oh, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that guy. Yeah, he just kind of all sat in a corner um, right by a, a wall. So I think that the sort of enemy feedback is is very similar to what it was in Ninja Gaiden, which is sort of like one of the ways mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden was different than all those other games, that there was like this constant sense of impact that something like God of War never had, as an example. Yeah. Um, and I like that, and I like the weapon handling, and the, the combo system is not ridiculously complicated, but it allows for a sort of amount of elaboration and liquidity that other action games don't typically have and like if there's a word that i would never apply to the combat in in dark souls it's liquid like it's very deliberate yeah there's combos but like you are very much just like okay x or heavy 
you put the train light, on the tracks and you watch it go heavy light like you're you're letting it go and like there yeah you can combo them together but it's you look for things that make it go yeah um whereas this is more is more freeform like it's not as as flexible as you, you can mash it a little bit a little bit you're like your whole key bar but yes yeah. you definitely can uh it'll let you fuck yourself yeah which i did the very first fight in the game and got myself killed uh so there are good ideas in it and there are things that i like about it but it is so incredibly punishing every boss no matter what level you are when you fight them three main attacks will be enough to kill you and like one, one attack shot? may oh. be able to kill yeah, you. Yeah, like a like, one shot. That, be, that beam from the character. Yeah, the, the, so the boss yeah. I'm on right now is like this water yokai thing where it like has shipwrecks and stuff inside of it. And it also has like this energy beam that it can shoot. And usually when you're fighting it, it telegraphs it by like opening its sort of maw and this like yellow light flashing coming out of it. And then it blasts this beam. And if you get hit by it, you're dead. It does yeah. more damage than you have health. Like yeah. than you could conceivably have at that point. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes when you spawn in, it does a fast version and it just kills you instantly. <laughs> yeah, when I ran when I ran in to fight it, 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 like, it, it just blasted him. It, it, no, no, you dodged it. I, I dodged by it by accident. Yeah, I, but I was like running at an angle and I was like, "Holy shit!" It uh, didn't. It was literally the first attack. I will say the bosses look awesome. Like it is this like weird like running water blob. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of when you would see monsters from. There's an anime series that was very popular. Something. To, my brain wants to say a sponge, and I know that's not right. SpongeBob, yeah. No, no, no. It was one where it was about a guy who was like, who would fight demons. He had like a special like demon fighting sword, and he would find demons in people or something. Uh, and so he would go out and hunt demons. Scrub, scrub, something. Fucking Inuyasha. No, this is a, a, extremely popular. They made a bunch of like video games that got released by Namco and stuff. Like this was on a level. Bleach. For yes. Yeah. Since hence, I was thinking of scrubbing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Bleach. Like, that had kind of weird yokai monsters that would look kind of drippy and stuff that would come off people. Yeah. And that's what this made me think of. So this is much more sort of traditional Japanese demon design with a lot of the bosses. But also, like, the second boss that you fight is a sexy vampire chick. Perfect. Anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that slurt that like will grab you and suck your blood and like to get life back which is infuriating because that boss takes forever and has a paralyzing attack that makes you stand still and then you get hit by more uh it's, which, it's you, have like, like, you have to like look away no it's like you have to dodge out dodge out oh, okay. of the way of it and sometimes the dodge just isn't fast enough and th- that's like another thing is that sometimes like the telegraph and the attack are inconsistent and you don't have as much time as you think you do to dodge things. Yeah. Also, I think like occasionally the you we saw the boss would just like bug out like the water uh, yokai that we were fighting. It's what it slams its like tentacle arms down on it, so you can like hit them. That's how you do your marine source damage. Sometimes it would just do it out of bounds, like like it was. It really, would do it totally away from where I was standing. Yeah, and and it's like it's not like a something that would look like deliberate because it's not. There's nothing you can do over there, so it or it or even like do at that point you during the fight walk to that spot yeah you would just be like okay well I guess i'm gonna wait 30 seconds for you to reset yourself and yeah. i'll be over here well will you do it uh mm. the bosses i will preface this with the following ninja gaiden's bosses were always shitty there were like three bosses maybe in ninja gaiden black that were fun to fight and even then they were extremely hard 
Like none of the bosses, none of the other bosses in that game were fun. Like the first three bosses in Ninja Gaiden were okay. And of all the rest of them were shitty. Uh, this is continuing that trend. All of the bosses in Ninja Gaiden two also shitty. Every fucking boss in this so far has been shitty. None of them have been fun and they all take 15 or 20 minutes to beat because it's not like fucking dark souls where you're like, if I just figure out this one trick or this one counter or this environmental thing, I'll kill it faster. I, I would just well, also they're just they're shorter in, they're still long but they're like six to seven minutes long not in Dark Souls yeah and not if if you're like misspecked or like you have not enough damage like this yeah this felt like it would take you spent seven minutes taking twenty percent of that thing so yeah what you guys are describing is like elixirs. is like a EverQuest style raid boss with like a, you know that's and how it used to be like forty people chipping on something for and 30 chatting minutes. with Phil a little bit ago before we started recording. I wonder if it's because all of the bosses were designed to be played with two players. Yeah. Which is bad design. Well, it is. You, you would think that someone would have put in some sort of dynamic scaling. Like, you would oh, think one, that, wouldn't one you? One person health this, Unless two people it's a, a company this. that's literally never made a game like that and didn't do enough research. And even with dynamic scaling, it should still be relatively reasonable. And then they can just scale by like 15% or like 20%. Which is, I think, what Dark Souls maybe did. I don't remember. Mitch and I played a bunch, but yeah, hmm. I don't. I don't remember the specific how it scales. Um, so I, there are a lot of there's a lot of stuff I like about it, and there are times where I'm legitimately having fun in a way that I never really did with, with Dark Souls. And people think that I haven't played Dark Souls, but I played a good like twenty hours or so of Dark Souls. As long as it doesn't have any platforming, we're all and, right. And I think I played a little bit of Dark Souls too, but not much. Mm. But like I am not ignorant of Dark Souls and people are all and there's this conception among diehard Dark Souls defenders that like you just don't like hard games if you don't like Dark Souls. And it, I'm not saying you think No, this. I I don't think this, but the, I think it's the it's the people that think that are also people who are like or the commitment that Souls games require to complete require you to do outside reading. <laughs> Just like, like like it's a game like Dota or, or anything like that where yes, you could have an unspoiled experience and like some people will really enjoy that. But most people you should probably do some reading of like learning like the the Titanite upgrades and like what slabs versus shards versus twinkling what what that all means rather than having to sit there and figure that out because that's not fun not maybe, maybe not the locations but like I, yeah the requirements on that I stuff I mean I think that that's like the most interesting thing about the Souls games I just don't like the way they play no like there is a very specific way that those games play just like there's a specific way that Monster Hunter plays and I don't like those games either and this game philosophically does a lot of the same things that the souls games do, but plays in a way that is very different. Mm. Um, and even, I think that you could attest to that having just spent like maybe 25 minutes with it. Yeah. I, Um, I I think there's, it it feels different enough where I, I think I could like, there's a depth there. That's a little bit different from what I, what I like about the souls games and bloodborne specifically. Cause that's my favorite, honestly my favorite, like that may be heresy to some people, but like I felt like Bloodborne had the most dynamic combat because you could, yeah, you could go with like super heavy weapons or you could go the dagger, like the dual daggers, and it would felt like it felt like Devil May Cry because you're doing like super long combos. Um, and I played a fair amount of, amount of Bloodborne, like maybe yeah. seven or eight hours. Uh, but I this in some ways is much more compelling to me than those games are. And yes, I said compelling. Deal with it. Uh, 
but mm. I think that they're the bosses at a level of bullshit that is difficult to tolerate. Yeah, I, yeah. It's not fun. It is a test of patience, and the second that you become less than 100% patient is when it kills you. Yeah. I, it was a... And, and that's not just the bosses. That's everywhere else in the game, but at least with everywhere else in the game, you can run back to where you were pretty quickly. With a boss, it's like a 20-minute commitment, and if you fuck up in minute 19, then you do the whole thing over again. Yeah. And that's... I... Mm, I, I have been very angry at this game. Like, angry in a way that I have not been at a game in a long time. Angry in a way that he hasn't been at a game since 2006 so. in my apartment. I did, yeah. We've told that story in the podcast before. <laughs> have, how I yeah. spiked a controller playing God of War 2 <laughs> on the second hardest difficulty setting. Like a fucking idiot. Yeah. That game was a kick in the balls. It was the... You had was to push some profit? statues around like, No, fire. you had to, like, drag a dude... And there was fire, oh, and the level would periodically just blow fire, and then there were enemies attacking you on top of that, and it was just like... It's when you had to smash the guy's face into the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking impossible. It was so dumb. It was, yeah. I got really far, and then died for the, like, 13th time or something, and I was like, motherfucker, and just, like, before I could stop myself, spiked his PS2 controller. Um, it's fine. And he's never gonna let me forget about it. I thought it was hilarious more than anything. You were mad when it happened. I was mad when it happened, but now I just think it's hilarious. I think the only time I spiked a controller was I was playing one of the harder difficulties for DMC. Um, probably when we were actually sitting on Skype with a bunch of people. Um, I, yeah. And you got really mad. Yeah, I think I spiked, I spiked a controller because it was playing the one. It's either the mode that it was some enemies only took, uh, like, like you had the light, like the like the heaven or the hell ones on the, each of the things and like they only took certain damage or it was the one hit one where like if you took a single hit you died i the last time i got really mad was when i was playing in that unofficial uh recreational no uh the my brain is just dog shit tonight um it's been a it feels Rocket like League. we're three yes. months into the year and rocket it's like, league i was playing rocket league in that tournament that i joined with mitch and we played to some people. Rock-triational? Yeah, and when we lost, I wanted to kill someone. <laughs> so mad. I feel that way in Dota sometimes. I just was like, I was like, wow. This game makes me madder than Dota does, and yeah. that's a fucking accomplishment. Oh, I abandoned the game for the first time in Dota. Holy crap! Were you not in the game with us? No, I, was, I would remember that. Uh, we got like 15 minutes into a game, and... Did Mitch feed seventeen times? No, it, like we all just had bad lanes. Like we just, we just, like like normal. We had we had ba- we got chose bad laning characters, and it, we were, were just there so randoms involved. Maybe I don't Probably. remember. I don't. I don't remember. Um, you blocked it out. Uh, and I need to look at your Dota buff and see which game you abandoned. It was. It was. I was playing replay. Slardar. Uh, I think Mitch was playing. Uh, playing od and eventually oh. eventually like the team was just rocking us and i like we were either gonna drag it out for like an hour or it would still probably lose and still probably lose or an hour where i had to like, leave i was going to uh, the anime awards this weekend and, and i was like <laughs> i abandoned the game to come to these anime awards yeah <laughs> oh well and, I, and at a certain point i asked everyone i was like do we want to call it and and everyone was like yes we don't want to play anymore and i was like okay i'll take the abandon 
Yeah, I've yeah. done. I've taken an abandon before for, the game for me, started. You, you, oh, before. Oh, well. Because someone on the other team picked a techies, and Crispy was like, "I really don't want to play this game." Yeah, I really, I just want to abandon. I'm like, I will fucking take the abandon if we want to quit this. Yeah. Um, what happens when you get an abandon? It's just it, the mar- first time, nothing. nothing. Yeah. The second time, maybe something. The third time, within a short amount of time, and you'll go to low priority. Okay. And, and it's also if like if you're getting reports as well, it's like a bunch of stuff. Can um, feed into that. Yeah, it can feed into you getting into low priority. But Which this was you just don't, you don't want to go to low priority. Yeah, but much of my favorite thing is is we. Uh, it wasn't like I, I stuck around for a little bit, um, just because I was getting ready, and I and we were playing with our buddy Sam, and Sam stuck in the game, and like was just like trying to like one v five them. He was playing Weaver, so he got like a bunch of farm and like. Could like when or, when someone on your team abandons, you get extra gold. Yes, you get you get your GPM goes up. Yeah, or gold, gold per minute. He he didn't even know you could sell our items too, because that would have spiked him even harder. Does do you does that gold go to the rest of the team? I think so. Oh, I didn't re- I didn't know that. I yeah. know that you could sell items, but I thought it was just a spite thing. No, no, I think it goes to the rest of the team. Huh. Hmm. Um. So he came back and was like a, like occasionally getting like double kills or triple kills, but they eventually they ended the game. Yeah. Eventually, the team always wins. Yes. Um, but yeah. yeah, no game. I Nio or Neo, whatever. I still don't know what it is. I don't know. I've heard people is. say it both ways, so I have no clue. Uh, makes me angrier than Dota does, which is saying something because Dota has a game with a capacity to anger that few other games will ever know. Maybe like League of Legends, I'm sure. But Heroes of the Storm, the games are short enough that I feel like it's hard to get truly angry. Also, you, if if you have majority, you can quit out of twenty minutes. Uh, in with league. In league, all right, yeah, you can GG. Also, there, I think they were trying to reduce that down to fifteen. Aren't the games shorter in league? Typically? They're about like forty minutes. Yeah, they're definitely. I've, I've, they're about forty I, minutes. Yeah. I, I, at the at the longest. Yeah, like okay. I very rarely played a game that was like over forty minutes. Like like when it did, it was like, what the fuck? And going Dota, on? it's like, oh god, rolling in a minute forty five. Yeah. Yes. There's another ten minutes of this shit. Yeah, yeah, we'd hit forty minutes and be like, I think if we win the next team fight, we can totally chip away. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, they have. It does feel less hopeless if you're behi- if you're really behind I mean, that late. Like the, the comeback mechanics have enabled enough. Like and not consistently. Like you yeah. will still usually lose, but there's like that one in four, one in five chance yeah. that this will be the game that you turn around. If it's is, not a complete like steamroll where they're just delaying it and like you're not getting anything done. Yeah. If they don't, if they don't have five cores and yeah. you have like a normal team. <laughs> Fucking the five, dude. The five core thing has just. We try to play normal Dota, and everyone's like, "What if we just pick stuff that can kill every, every everyone can kill?" And then we're like, "Well, it's it's that. What if we have four people that need to come online and a position seven support? Uh, yeah. Which for people who don't play Dota, like the positions are one through five in order of farm. But the joke, there's a sort of joke that if four people need farm, which is like a limited resource and items, then the support. The, the the one support on the team isn't position five anymore. They're like position six, yeah, because they get even less items than they would in a normal game. Like, yeah. and so posi- the position seven support. Uh, basically, greedy teams are rewarded if someone on our team feeds their their safe lane kills or, or any any lane. Usually, it's our off lane that feeds a bunch of kills no, to their safe always. lane. Uh, and I say this having occasionally been the off lane that feeds their safe lane a bunch of kills. You just gotta play safe support. You just gotta play a Tide. You gotta play a Slardar. I. There's a lot of things that could happen differently in the games of Dota that we play. 
And Anthony is farting on my couch. It's just like the good old times. It's like the the election never happened. This thing's worn in. This thing's like tired old horse at this point. (laughs) It's a comfortable couch. It is. I I had a horse that would have farted on that thing a lot too. So it would be dead now. It It would have given it cancer. There'd be a permanent divot in my saddle. So Jesus Christ, Uh, Anthony, why are you thinking of canceling your Switch pre-order? Because I don't know what game that system is out in a month. I just what yeah with what games like and not even like a proper month like like let me name the launch games as far as I know the th- there is one two switch there is Zelda and there is Bomberman I think a couple of others got added too like in addition to the Ubisoft stuff like what Ubisoft stuff I haven't heard just, any. Just, uh, just dance oh. just dance oh watch okay okay so there that I don't care um, about that Rayman trash. I think don't care about one two switch Rayman I've played before. And in Breath of the Wild, I don't think I'll ever actually play. And if I do, why wouldn't I just get it on Wii U at this point? Because like, it's going to run a hell of a lot better on a Switch, I guess. You think so? Yeah, it, yeah they've they've been because I've heard the Switch one gets framey and stuff like in a lot. If I you, mean framey, yes, but also running it like twice the resolution. Hmm. And it was, and I think it got framey when you were just playing it in tablet mode. But that's the thing I want to do the most I know. with that I, thing. I'm, I'm just just stating what. Yeah. I wonder if it would run better in tablet mode, plugged in. Because that's I'll just it, like, like because to me, I want to run it in tablet mode because to me, this the appeal of the switch is like, oh, this is something I could play while laying in bed, or this is something I could play, you know, thirty minutes on a lunch at work. Yeah. And that, and, but then you know, and but plus. Like, I want to say I, I like Zelda games. I liked Link to the Past. I like those Zelda games. But I have not enjoyed any of the 3D Zelda games enough to stick with them. Like, they've been games I was like, trying to get into this. And then I was like, eh, it's fine. Like, I just don't think the combat in Zelda games is very good. Like, the, and you do it a lot. And, yeah. like, Zelda games have relied on, like, a lock-on mechanic and stuff like that. Like Z-targeting. Yeah, if, if this still has Z-targeting, I have no interest in it. Like, I don't want to auto-lock and just roll around a guy. Like, I, if they could make the combat more dynamic and feel something more akin to a God of War or Space Marine, like, more of an action-y sort of feel than it's had, that appeals to me. But I've never t- actually touched... Oh, I've touched the game for five seconds, so I'm not actually sure. So, Are we talking about Breath of the Wilds? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that it's super interesting. Like, I think that I'm very interested in everything that's happening in that game. In a way it, that I have not been in a 3D Zelda. Why? I played it. I know, so but I'm saying... I, because it is, it feels like a Nintendo open world game. Yeah, but how's the combat feel? Good. Yeah, is yeah. It, it's not just like lock on bullshit and just there's lock on stuff, but also just like the size of the world and the enemies and the sort of random encounters and the loot system mean that fights will go differently. And there's a sort of emergent physics driven combat system that means weird shit can happen. And like, yeah, you can be able to do like horseback. I, Bo- have, I did not touch a, a fucking horse in my time with that game. I've only seen it in footage of like of like Link launching off of Pona or whatever the horse's right. name is, and like slowing down time and shooting a bow, like shooting a bow and arrow also in midair. A stamina system involved in that game, like that that not just applies to combat and running around, but things like climbing. Climbing takes stamina, and if you run out of stamina, you will fall. And so exploration has to be more careful. Um, but there is a sense of discovery uh, in that world that rivals some of. Or could potentially rival stuff like Skyrim. Yeah. Um, also, I've, there was like a map comparison to that. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I like when I see people do like, oh, the map size is this. I'm like, I don't fucking care because the games with the biggest maps are always the least interesting. Yeah. 
Um, and games with much smaller maps tend to be more interesting. Like I think Fallout 4 had a smaller map than a lot of open world games and it just had like too much stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I am, I am not like the, the blind sort of Zelda fanboy because like, I think that series has now had way more misses than it's had hits. Like I was not, I thought twilight princess was not a good game. I didn't, I did not play skyward sword because everything good people said about that game. They said the exact same things about twilight princess and like two months after Skyward Sword came out, the public sentiment abruptly shifted into a what's wrong with Skyward Sword discussion. Yeah. I did not like any of the DS Zeldas. I thought that they were bad. Like I didn't like the N64 Zeldas. I thought that they were obtuse and I didn't like the dungeon design. Oh, all right. But I, a link, I think A Link Between Worlds is the second best Zelda game. Yeah, I, I bet that game is I just like, placed amazing. my order for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a link to the past is still my favorite Zelda game yeah. by far. I just think that from a design perspective, that is like the most flawless example of design that Nintendo has ever put together. I was listening to my coworkers today talk about, they're like, Oh, the online service is supposed to be 17 to $26. That sounds like a good value. And I was like, fuck off a good value to talk on my phone and get games that I don't get to keep. What's like, weird is a year like or a month set here. There's okay. like a, a three pronged headset adapter on the controller. So theoretically at some point there will be an app for voice voice chat except for it's not on the pro controller which is fucking stupid <laughs> that is kind of weird or at least the ones that we've seen haven't had a headphone jack i mean maybe those are like dev kit controllers but yeah i don't know i, I they, also I, do not put it past nintendo to sell a brand new pro controller in six months with a headphone jack yeah but that's like with a different color scheme with a, a super with an with an nes color scheme oh what if they what if they just put them in like uh, N64 color schemes. Like you get the like weird yellow, the purple. I don't know. I think that the, the accessory prices I think still drive me fucking crazy. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm never going to use that game as a multiplayer fun box. I just know I won't. No. Like I want it for my. I want it as my JRPG machine. Like, well, it's I good just, that that's your expectation. I want another Captain Toad game, please. I really liked Captain Toad. I love to love the gif of Toad going like, he's like, he's like freaking out, ready for adventure. I'm only vaguely excited for did that. Did you Mario. play Captain Toad? Yeah, I did. Okay. I'm only vaguely excited for that Mario game too, just because I find the the real life people thing fucking so terrifying. You, you, you want to see Mario? Fuck. I think I think it's real dumb looking, like so much that I'm like I have no interest. Like that that killed my interest a lot of ways. I I I I will still buy it and probably love it. <laughs> I, Nintendo has not made a bad like mainline 3d is mario game i don't i don't it like, hasn't happened i don't like uh sunshine sunshine eh. i didn't play very much of sunshine but like like it may have things that people like more but stop no we're good okay someone just texted me and i couldn't see who it was oh bradley heinrich writes in oh letters com. he says over the years i have listened to you guys talk about how you enjoyed Diablo 3 as a hardcore RPG player since Diablo 1. I enjoy listening to discussions. Uh, he says, I'm writing to ask you guys if you've heard of my all-time favorite action RPG. It's called Path of Exile, and it is the top ARPG out, <laughs> second only to Diablo 3. The game was started many years before D3 came out by a group of guys in New Zealand who were huge Diablo 2 fans and have had extraordinary success. They're free to play non-pay-to-win cosmetic microtransaction monetization. 
and our now dedicated team of over 100 working solely on Path of Exile. I don't know if that part's true. Uh, um, Path of Exile is a very popular free-to-play action RPG uh, is. that is now making its way to Xbox One. I just don't know if there's PS4? over 100 people. Yeah, no, it's, it's they're coming through with the Xbox version like it's very soon didn't, this didn't, week. Didn't yeah. they announce two, or is that another game? I'm going to be seeing of Pillars of Eternity, a different Poe. Yeah, they're, that's the other Poe. The, the game designer Nick Colin, while he's here, showing that. Game. Oh yeah. So I think so. I have an email from him. Probably uh, you probably do, and. He says they. He says they were just releasing their fifth act sometime this year, and it was announced the game will be coming to Xbox One, which has caused quite a bit of controversy in the reactive community. Surprise, surprise. Um, Why? Because everyone's always convinced, like, oh, you're going to dumb down the PC one, or, and God forbid, they do actually do that, like to make the game better or something, you know. Um, but they're just like, Shut oh, fuck up. It's just like, ah, oh, the you know console version will inherently make the PC version worse. Just- I just want a developer that stops talking to their fan base. Who just um, makes a game and says buy it or don't. Valve. He says uh Valve listens to their fan base to their detriment. He says it yeah. occurs to me that of course you have heard of Path of Exile since Anthony works for Marvel Heroes, them being competitors and all. Uh I don't really know that you would consider them competitors. Like they are competitors only in the sense that they are both action RPGs. Like they're both in the same free. genre. And they are both free to play. So in theory, they could, and they do have a lot of crossover. Like I can read the Reddit communities of either game and see that they have a lot of crossover. I think they are very different games, though. Like Path of Exile is like Diablo two, very hardcore. Our game has some hardcore systems, but it is a lot of a lot of the way I've heard our game described by people is, man, I just got done playing hours of Dota and it was fucking stressful. I'm gonna play Marvel Heroes because it's fucking easy. Like it is, it is like a sit back experience. Warriors of action RPGs. Like it's yeah. very easily go and smash on things, get loot. Like nice. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, they're just kind of fulfilling different play spaces. Like, and there's something to be said about that. I just feel like as a Marvel game, you don't necessarily want your game to be like. I don't know. Don't take what I'm saying either as like the word of the company because it certainly is not. I am just one designer there. But just speaking for myself, that's some of the things that I think I like about our game a bit more, is that it is a little bit more casual. Mm. Like, I have played Path of Exile. Yeah, I would say that your game is directed at a mainstream audience that yeah, well, isn't necessarily I, like a hardcore fucking Diablo2skillbuilds.com Right. And if there's definitely that level of depth in our game if you want it, though. MarvelHeroes.info is this website. That I think our like, game is for everyone. Marvel, All people. MarvelHeroes.info <laughs> is a great website run not by... <laughs> No, no, no. Run not by us. It is run by a fan who has created a far better create-your-own-skill-tree thing than anything we would have made. Like, it's fucking crazy. Fans can be like that. Yeah, like, he has, like, crazy, like, you know, auto-fill out your loot. He has all that stuff. Like, I don't know how he got all this info into there, but it is crazy the way that you can do builds in, in do, this person's do, website. Do you allow people to, like, scrape your API, or...? I, I mean, it gets done. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, is, like, there are times that internally we sometimes are like, I want to do a build real quick. And we go to Marvel. It it's so good. So good on that dude. Like to me, I'm like, man, I wish we could just pay that dude. So good. Um, let's see. To, for the record, the best direction RPG out there is Marvel heroes. Don't you ever say anything else? I, I just feel like the people who, who wring their hands about 
the console version of their ARPG ruining everything should shut the fuck up and look at the way that the console version of Diablo 3 heavily influenced the direction that Reaper of Souls took. Yeah. Like, it made it a better game. And I liked I liked Vanilla Diablo 3 a ton. Me too. Uh, but, like, the console thought process that they had to put in made it a better game. Yeah, and I mean, it, the nice thing about something like Diablo, which I don't know if it was Truth, Path of Exile, and, you know, is that Diablo was obviously, from day one, conceived of as how could we make a game that's a successor diablo that could function on a console and by that i mean that there were certain concessions they made like you only have like what is it five or six active powers yeah which is much easier to map to a controller than something like yeah a a traditional like mmo game with like you know 12 powers like yeah so it's like they were very clearly thinking about those along those lines yeah like they may not have known, like, we're, this is definitely something we're going to do, but they were smart enough to think, if we ever do, let's make it not a fucking, tr- like, want us to kill ourselves. So. It's so funny, I've been, we have, or, as of tomorrow, IGN has uh, a bunch of gaming stations in the lunchroom now, and people have been playing, like, we have Overwatch loaded on all of them, and Titanfall 2, and most people have been playing Overwatch. Um and I've just I've never seen that game played on console until now, and just it, it's so weird to see how different they are. It's not they're not bad. It's just like the, thing, the way I think about it We're is like about Overwatch, Overwatch of like people playing Pharah on console is so much different than playing on PC, where people are playing it like Quake. Like the skill balance and cooldowns or stuff are can be dramatically different on console. Oh, campaign. are they? Yeah. yeah. Well, not to mention, it's just like you said, you're not snap looking at the ground while you do a rocket launch and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? You're you're able to do a little bit more precise control and like yeah, the, but the precision, like the lack of precision, has made it so that certain things need to do different damage amounts mm-hmm. and like have different hitboxes on console than on PC. I didn't. They've no. been very active about that. I didn't know that. Branching and making two different games is always hard, a tough thing, a risky thing. Yep. Um, when you've got almost double digit millions of players on every platform though. Yeah, no, Blizzard it's, has every right to support. Sounds it. like one of those good problems, I think is the totally. expression. When yeah. you have to when you're like, I think we could justify a console team. Like so I don't know, we've only got eight million players on this one. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Uh let's see. Uh Frank writes in and says, Dear Woodbury Police Department <laughs> And he says, I know the crew uh, have retired from Rust, but there's this game that comes out in early access this week called Conan Exiles. It's got wieners it basically everywhere. looks like a Rust in the Conan universe. There's base building, raiding, PvP, and a mechanic where you collect an army of NPCs by fighting them in the wild and then breaking them on a wheel so they can guard your base. I didn't know about that. That fucking alone makes me interested. You just saw the thing about the dicks. Yes, I did. <laughs> As someone who was a resident of Woodbury in the good old days, I thought you guys it's might Woodbury be interested. Woodbury the name of your town? Woodbury was. was a town that was started by someone, like a group of community, which is the town name out of Walking Dead, by the way, like the bad town. <laughs> and they decided, of course. To, they decided to name it Woodbury, and then we decided to build a police station right next to it and become the police of the town <laughs> at one point and arrest we, people. We would we'd give people pieces of paper that they had to carry. Yeah, and we locked people up. And then when there you was, gave them papers, yeah, yeah you we served them papers. And when we, no, were, no, did they have to have their papers or they'd oh, be arrested? Oh, that's oh, right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we did issue people papers. Yeah, so you were the Gestapo. Yes, <laughs> yes. I forgot about the issuing of papers. This is why you're so ambivalent about the punching Nazis thing. 
And well, but we did. There, at one point, people were getting attacked by someone named Osama bin Laden. So we went around the server asking, "Where's Osama bin Laden? <laughs> what do you know about Osama bin Laden?" God damn it! Right, uh, uh, and, and uh, our buddy Nigel was up a few weeks ago, and we we reminisced pretty hard about. Yeah. No, I mean it Henry. Was, it was a fun thing while it lasted. Real life uh, fascism is fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, yes. But I, I have heard about this game, but it's funny. Yeah, the thing I heard about is what Arthur said. It's that thing I heard about it was sliding scales of dicks. Like, someone someone made a dick yeah, montage today. You can make today. a tiny a tiny dicked barbarian. It, it, it is a it is a slider on the character thing. Is penis size endowment like, endowment? Do can you? I mean, can you see that? Is it like like a yeah. part of me wonders if they put that in there so that they would have it as like a thing to point to when people complained about the breast slider? Well, we got a dick slider. Equal opportunity, right? And both have physics. Yeah, you know, it's not just dicks; there are also balls. Yeah, no, it's straight up. It's straight up. Is like, if you make one bigger than the other, then I might just have to buy this game on principle. <laughs> <laughs> just one much bigger than the other. <laughs> it just makes it like walk lop- lopsided. Yeah, a coworker of why mine is said, he walking so far? Oh my god! A coworker of mine said it to me, and I was like, I can't believe that's a thing. But honestly, the sad truth of it is, is the reason it exists is probably exactly what Arthur said. Yeah, so that they can get away with having like their breast slider. I just think it's dumb. Like, I get it. Like Conan wears a loincloth. How does stuff Twitch like that. handle that? I wonder. I don't know. They might have Those it. Dicks are not allowed on Twitch. They might have it to where you can't stream unless you enable Blur or something like that. Nipples like, are not allowed on Twitch. Like, is there like a black bar setting? Because that would be pretty good. Or maybe a blur. That's what I, I feel mean. like. With, that would be hilarious with a to have a physics-driven dick system. That <laughs> blurring would not be enough. I would love a black there would be bar system. Temporal resolution to determine what you're seeing. So I mean, there would need to be a black bar. I mean, when we when like Russ had, had a blur, bar. Russ had a blur. Yeah, but Russ didn't have physics. Yeah, it was just static. So well, I, well, maybe it, maybe it turned, if you turn on the blur, it turns off physics on the dick. <laughs> This is a conversation someone had to have in a room. <laughs> Fuck, if for like real at they, the company. Oh, this is the conversation they should have had. Who knows if they had it? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, that was a very, we were talking about this the other day. Rust was a very specific time in my life that could support that sort of playing. Yeah. That I can't anymore. No, I can't. And I got my fill of it, I feel like. <laughs> like I've tried to play other survival games and stuff. I'm and, not interested, yeah. And I'm just You don't not, want to start a gang of small dick barbarians? <laughs> A hundred percent. And I would run into other people and be like, let me see your dick. <laughs> Too big. And kill him. Like, otherwise you're in with us. That's that's like the, that. There's a definition of rape that fits in with that somewhere. I'm pretty sure. I'm just saying that we're threatened okay. by we're threatened by big penises. We're, we're threatened because we have little penises. We're very insecure. So we're going to kill you if you have a big penis because that's scary to us. A.K.A. every waking day of my life. <laughs> But, uh, not, I don't know. I just, I was just, I'm just making a joke. That's where my brain goes, but I don't, I'm no, not actually, I know, I know where your brain is. I'm I not actually going to play this game. Like, no, I just, I just don't have penis anxiety. I think, I think, uh, the thing about Conan and Barbarian is like, it's always been like one of those things like, uh, what was that rock movie? Heavy metal and stuff where it's all about girls and fucking loincloths and. Oh, it's yeah. always been that, you know, like like even most pictures of Conan were like like a lot of paintings with like him sitting on a fucking throne and there's a fucking tiger and a woman and they're both laid out across the ground, you know. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's do you, do you remember the um 
Kind of over Conan is what I'm saying. Do you remember the the Conan MMO where you could kick people off yeah, the I cliff? Played that, I played that briefly, and that game wasn't even about all that shit. That game was, yeah, that game was cool because the thing, the reason I liked that game is because I was very into MMOs at the time, and that game had dynamic scaling PvP. So even if you were like 30 levels below someone, you could put up a fight. Hmm. And so me and my friends would roll around and we'd go PvP anyone because it didn't matter because we'd be in a pack of like four of us and we could take down a high level dude. That was interesting to me. Yeah. Dynamic combat scaling for PvP. And it had the fort building thing that, that this game has. Where if you worked as a guild, you could build a fort. And every time you built a fort, it would always put you in a zone with a rival guild. So that you guys had a fort you could raid. Oh, that's cool. Across the valley. In theory, it was supposed to spawn battles and stuff. I don't think that ever really came to fruition. Um, at least not for us. So, yeah. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of survival games out there at this point. I would rather play a single-player survival game. Like, have you played The Long Dark? Like The Long Dark. I have not played in a long time. It's it's probably been a year since I played it, so I'd be curious to see how it they've started to add story stuff to it. Yeah, that's coming very soon. So, I will be very curious From to see. From your old boss? No. Was there, oh, no, just like someone that just you talked to a bunch. Yeah, just someone I talked to a bunch. They have run a small studio out of Canada, you know, and they've got... Formerly the head of... Uh, he did Relic. He Relic. worked at Relic, yeah. yeah. So, it's like... It was a really cool game like a year ago. Very interesting, like but very limited. And everything I've seen says that they've done nothing but continue to add to it. So nice. it's a that's like a hard that's a hardcore game. Fuck man, yeah. that is a really difficult game to do well in. Um, but yeah, nah, I don't know. Nothing else. Be done. Uh, well, let's see. There aren't that many letters. There weren't that many letters. I know we get a lot of things from like event planners and stuff nowadays. I mean, it's been almost an hour and a half. I don't uh, feel like with a three-person show, that's probably enough. All right, get out of my that's house. That's gonna do I'm it. Stop yeah, I'm gonna go couch. home anyways. I got things to do. We can talk about books. Uh, I got things. To, no, I have books. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Is it a paper book too? Paper. You fucking want to smell the actual pages instead nah. of the digital things? At the very I have least. some paper books I need to read. I just bought a book. Oh, I, did, I have one paper book. It's about gym stuff. I'm reading one paper book, and it's a Halo book. So I just bought the three-body problem, which is apparently is very good. Just buy, did you get that one that I told you to buy? Maplecroft? No, I have not bought that yet. You need to get that. I, I, have, a lot, I, have, some, I have some time Lizzie this week. Lizzie Borden meets Cthulhu Lovecraft stuff. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like... um. The laundry files, which you and I both really like. Yeah. And you still have the most recent laundry files to read, Correct. too, right? Okay. There's many other books out there you could read to better your mind. Just like Star Google Wars search. Extended Universe. <laughs> nah, all that shit is fucking so dumb. It's now. not canon it matters. anymore. <laughs> but, yep. Did you read a Rogue One story? No, I haven't actually been keeping up with the young adult fiction, even though I've heard it's quite good. So I've only been so-so into the the actual, like pre episode seven books mm. so we'll see i think they're all right i find the perspective they're written in is a little weird so <laughs> they're not first person they're like they're always third person which is weird to hear like I really know, uh wait it's like it's a very specific type someone just called it out the other day and once i started thinking about it, it really bothered me like I'd third to, person singular or something yeah, like I'd that? Yeah, like I have to read it to you, and it just, like, I hardly ever hear books this way, so it just sounded weird to me. The, I mean, there's that, there's a book written by pretty, the guy who wrote, um, 
the Takahashi Kovac series, wrote a book. Richard Morgan. Yeah. Or was it him that wrote The halt, Halting State? No, Halting State is uh, William Gibson. Oh, it was, anyway, I, it was I someone wrote a book that was in second person, like, you do this. And I, I could not read that book. Hmm. I don't like that. Um, I think Strauss yes. actually wrote. Yeah. Halting. It was R- Rule 34. Yeah. Which is, it starts off weird, but it actually gets better. It just, I had a hard time wrapping my, my, my brain around that, like, around second person. <laughs> it right. gets, it gets easier. Mm. But well, yeah, it's weird at first. But those, that Rule 34 and Halting State are a pair of books that coexist in the same universe that are pretty good. Hmm. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Next time you're about to say something to someone on Twitter that you think you know, but you don't really know, just don't. Yeah. Unless it's nice, then say it. But if it's at all mean or snarky, and you think, haha, I'm going to make a snarky joke. Maybe, but, maybe, but it's cool. We know each other. No, you don't. Maybe write it out and then delete it. Just don't send it. Yeah, I do that all the time. I, I make a lot of tweets that I don't actually send. Same. So. Just find someone you trust that you can send your shitty snarky tweets to. Yeah, just don't do it in a chat browser, because then someday you'll accidentally send uh, a chat Uh-oh. that you meant to go to your coworker and talk about your boss's asshole, and, and you'll send it to your boss. And then you'll have to explain that to your boss. That may have happened to me at one point. <laughs> Alright, everyone, good night. I... <laughs> I'll tell you the story after we stop recording. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs>